Welcome to the Think Generation of Podcast, episode, I think, 52, if I'm not mistaken, episode number 52. I am your host, Amir Estimo. I know it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, but I'm going to be quite frank. I just want to be quite open and admit that for the last probably a couple of months, I've been suffering from a burnout. So just everything that's going on, and obviously with everything that's going on, as we see within the last couple of years, whether it's adjusting to family life, whether it's adjusting to work life, or whatever the scenario is, it hasn't, it's just been, let's just say, overwhelming. Um, I've also been struggling with just starting several projects and not really finishing. So for me, I had to start thinking things through and say that, okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to keep going and not really getting to or accomplishing the goals that I've set for myself or just really slow down? And one of the things is, I've had to slow down even from the podcast. And my goal is always to really drop a podcast every single week. But I've even got to a point where I've reached a content wall where it's just been. I know I've centered the show around think generational wealth, you know, building generational wealth and all that. And but at times it's just it's a struggle to find content. So I have asked for the people, I like to say, I do appreciate the people that still download this podcast because I've looked at the downloads, even though I have not been recording as consistent the last probably this month, month of September, but I'm still seeing downloads. So I do appreciate it. So when I started this podcast, it was never, I didn't expect anything out of it. I know I'm not positioning myself, or hopefully, um, depending on whatever the subject is, but I know I'm no expert at everything. It's just, it's impossible because there's always something to learn and you can't be an expert right off the bat. So that's been, um, well, like I said, for me, I started this podcast because I just enjoy podcasting. And if you know my story, if it's your first time listening to this podcast, my name is Amir Estimo, and I am the host of the Think Generational Podcast. This podcast is close to about, I'll probably say, almost two years old. When we first started this podcast, it was me and a friend of mine. But now it's been me. It's been me. I've recorded now 52 episodes and when I started this podcast, it was just, it was never really any, I, I know I didn't have all the information and I wondered to myself, who would listen to me? Who would listen to me talk? Because I know for me, I have my, a story of mine is I was once, I had bad debt. I, I had bad credit. I was around a 500 credit score at one point because of the fact that when I grad, when I left college, I dropped out of college in six years, probably my sixth year. 
And and I can tell you this right now, anybody listen to this podcast is I left college with severe debt. I mean, I, I don't know what's what terminology any you know what's severe to someone else, but I left with college debt. And I tell you right now, I still have college debt. But I made a corporate I made a apologies, I made a change in the corporate environment where I used to be at retail and then I went into IT. And now I'm currently that's the field I am. But for the last probably I say about two to three years, maybe about since 2018, I've recognized this feeling that I've had. And when I stopped, I took a year off in between transitioning careers. And if I had known what I know now back then, I probably would have did a different, I would have took a different turn. I probably would have applied more and I would not. I would never went back to corporate America, but who knows? Everybody's trajectory is different. But anywho, so I've been at this two years at this podcast, and when I started the podcast, it was more so for me to just—I know there's just so much information out there, and I just wanted to help people. Like I've struggled with analysis paralysis. I've struggled with that severely. I'd be first to admit that. And that's why I had to really think things through for a while, especially this year, probably since May, just being overwhelmed between still holding a corporate job, have kids, family. Then, you know, you have you're trying to you're, you're starting new projects as far as business and all that just seems so much. So the projects I was involved, there's projects I just had to I had to just step away from. And now currently the only thing I'm really focusing on is I I look I am investing in land currently and I also have a real estate company that I'm focusing on growing and I am I have with that being doing the real estate also decided to go into another field, not necessarily still in IT, but develop skill sets. Because if anybody who listen to this podcast, if you're in, I would say any field, but IT is you cannot stay with the same. You, your skills got to grow if you want to see growth. And my, my end goal for myself is I want to be able to build a tech company, a small tech company, nothing huge, but I want to be able to build a tech company at the end. And I want to be able to help underprivileged company or underprivileged companies. I mean, not companies, but countries uh, that that I know there's so much talent out there. But just the fact that because the opportunities are not there, hopefully my tech company can be able to get to that point and be able to help out. So that's um that's it in a nutshell. Uh, so today's episode. First of all, I'd like to say, again, thank you for anybody taking the time to listen to this podcast because you could be doing anything in the world. And the fact that you're taking the time to listen to the podcast, I hope today's episode, if you are a millennial, I hope today's episode resonates with you because now millennial, I've seen 
the data and some depend on where you're looking at some look at millennials as anybody born between 1981 to 1994 i've even recently seen an age range of 24 to 39 and depending on what you're looking at but if i was to go if i was to to really Say I probably say the age range of 1981 to 1994 would probably let's just let's just say that. And for millennials, we are leaving. We are leaving. We're living in a time where we are we incurring the highest debt between any other generations. So I'm going to share some paragraphs that I've read from one of the passages this one is from afrotech and the title is while millennials only account for five percent of the u.s wealth gen xers are doing better than ever so shout out to the gen xers gen xers are emerging from the pandemic more wealthy and economically stable compared to other generations specifically millennials Reuters first reported this along with data collected by the U.S. Federal Reserve showing that members of the Gen X saw their wealth jump more during Donald Trump's presidential term and through the coronavirus pandemic. Gen Xers can be defined as those currently between the ages of 40 and 55. They come after the baby boomer generation and right before Generation Y also known as millennials. Gen X hit a major turning point last year when its share of wealth at 26.9% passed its shares share of households with is 26.8%. What does that mean? This means that Gen X's wealth has surpassed the amount of households they account for in our population. Reuters coined Gen X as the um, ascendant generation because of this. When Trump took over as president in 2017, Gen Xers accounted for 34.6% or 34.6 million households of their wealth, sat at 17.4%. That wealth jumped to 25.4% by the end of 2019. So that's an 8% increase. So it was clear to see Gen X, or Gen X was on a steady climb. While baby boomers account for only 33% of the households right now, members in this generation still hold 52.7% of the U.S. household net worth. It may seem like boomers are sitting pretty, but that net worth, net worth figure was up 55.8% towards the end of 2016. And Reuters predicts that this generation's wealth will continue to drop as other generations rise up. Now, my, my millennials, this is to you. Unfortunately, millennials are doing as well as their counterparts. This generation encompasses members between the ages of 24 and 39 as of the end of last year, millennials own less than 5% of the 
of the U.S. household net worth, but account for roughly 30% of households. Overall, the Federal Reserve's data show that while wealth in America changed drastically last year due to factors like swinging stock prices, a strong housing market, and how federal pandemic-related financial aid was distributed. The data also shows that rich households continue to expand their wealth while others struggle. By the end of 2020, the top 1% or 1.29 million households added $4 trillion to their wealth, and this group owns 31.4% of stocks and real estates. The bottom 50% of households saw a slight increase in net worth from 18 to 2%, which is still incomparable to the wealth pouring into the top 1%. One of the most eye-opening stats found this data is that there were little to no progress made in narrowing wealth inequality. This should come as a surprise since American Businesses have put a bigger spotlight on amplifying minorities in this past year. On the plus side, black and Hispanic people slightly narrowed the gap between the shares of net worth and households, but the gap is still large. Black households struggled, I mean, started the pandemic with 4% of household net worth and continue or and accounted for 14% of households. A later a year later and the black population now accounts for 4.1%. Okay, so we 0.1% of the household net worth. Progress was stagnant for Hispanics who account for 9.3% of households and 2.4% of household net worth. Okay, so still black and Hispanic people are not bringing in nearly as much as their white counterparts. White households net worth is about four and a half times that of average black family and five times of that of average Hispanic family. Reuters found. So I'm not sure if I have said that word right, but um, for as you can see is from the millennial aspect, we are still struggling. We're behind. We only account for five percent of the U.S. household net worth. Now, as you can see not to be morbid or anything to this point is we look at the baby boomers generation is passing away up next is gen xers and then millennials so if we're having that big we're having that gap so this this article was in afrotech but if we're having that gap in wealth as far as from baby boomers to gen xers to now millennials and and then Generation Z, whatever you call, I think that's what you call them after Generation Z, is we're going to have, it's like that chain. The chain works if all things are locked together. But if you have that one chain that broke, the chain breaks, right? So for us, when I read that, that tells me a few things. Now I'm going to go to another article. That's from Afrotech. Dot com if you want to read that article and the article name is wild millennials only account for five percent of the u.s well gen x are doing better than ever so the next article i'm going to share this one i'm not going to read too in depth 
But it's just basically saying millennials are lagging behind wealth. There's a chart that it shows the wealth. What's happening to millennials is that when you look at if we're doing, we're looking at it under 40, between the ages of 40, 54, 55, 69, 70 and over. You can see the group that's 55 to 69, the wealth has increased. Now, if you're 40 to 54, which probably would be considered the Gen Xers, you are, it's going down. Actually, it's actually, it looks like it's been going down since 2000 and since 2000, the wealth by age. Um, and then 70 and over is going, is staying a little stat, is going up. And then millennials, we're dropping. And when I think of that, uh, what there's a variety of reasons of what could be causing this, right? Um, we're leaving college with more debt. Jobs, hmm, probably not paying as well. And if they are, a lot of millennials, depending on where you stay, California is extremely expensive. So could you imagine like if you stay in California, New York, those places are expensive. So even if you do make pretty good money, that's probably still not enough, depending on the family size, depending on your lifestyle. Even that is still probably not enough. But what I'm seeing is, is that for me is we are the generation where we happen like for me, myself, what I see, what I'm observing is that we are the generation where we we have so we have so much that we're taking on. And the fact that, you know, we, if you're a family, you have kids and, you know, depending on your lifestyle, what you have going on, our lifestyles, some of us as millennials, our lifestyles exceeds what we bring in as far as income. So what do you have to do is what? Be financially educated. And to be financially educated, you have to want to have a desire and know-how to want to be to, to educate when it comes to your financial literacy. And millennials, we're having we're some of us are already kids. Questions you have to ask yourself, do you have things in place in case anything happens to you? And right now, just to drop a caveat, and if you're in the U.S., it's eventually, and it's starting to, it's going to get hard to get life insurance. Do you have life insurance? Do you have stocks? Do you have investments? Or are you relying on your credit cards? I read another article where... I read another article where um, the credit card debt, the average family now is carrying month to month over $6,000 in credit card debt. Credit card debt has actually rose during the pandemic. What that shows, too, is we as we are such a consumer, we are such a consuming. We in America, we like to spend. We consume and spend. A lot of things we do here are expensive. You know, having a household, having a mortgage, depending on what city you are, is expensive. Some of us, because, 
you may have families where we have to, you may have two working parents, a mom and a dad that's working or depending whatever the orientation is in the household. Um, you have two working parents. So you don't, obviously things like grocery, probably there's more eating out because if you have two working parents, they don't have as much time to cook. Throughout a week where kids are in school, mom is at work, dad is at work, and especially if you're not working from home, you're happy, now people are returning back to the office, now you have to, now, that, now you have to, depending on your location, how far is it to, to your job? Is it taking you 40 something minutes to get to work or an hour or whatever the situation is? By the time you come home, you're not, no one's willing to cook. Both of you guys are tired, right? And if you have kids, now you have to make sure the kids eat. So what do you do? You order. So that's why online delivery increased. So that's why companies like Amazon grew during the pandemic. And Amazon understood the model. And to see that that model got exposed during a pandemic and it got exposed for the good for Amazon because they were already an online platform. Now you go, we go to this pandemic where people have to stay and work, be home or work from home. No one's going out. People are still, um, you know, um, people are still, you know, if you get COVID and quarantine, you don't do anything for two weeks. What do you do? You're ordering Amazon or watching Netflix or whatever it is, right? But for us as millennials, we are in that situation where we're leaving college with more debt. I'm one, I admit too, I've left college with debt. And on top of that, depending on what field you are, if your job doesn't pay well, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So for us as, for us, for me, I think it's going to take more effort. And then if you're thinking about, when you think about it too, how many, with this pandemic, divorce have went up? The divorce rate has went up. And how much of that is happening, and that's probably, I should have looked that up. And if anybody can take a look, how much of that is affecting too within millennials? Because if you had a net worth with you and a partner, and then all of a sudden you guys split, now you're back to being what? Single net worth. How much of that is, you know, what's going on in, in right, the divorce rate? That's something within itself, too. So all this, we say, is it's just going to take a willingness to really, because if you, if, when I read this article... And this article is from Business Insider. It says, we dominate the workforce, but we're still 10 times poorer than the boomers. Why is that? Why is that as a millennial, we dominate the workforce? So we are getting jobs, but we're not making ends. We're not increasing. Our net worth is not increasing to where it needs to be. Right? So the millennials may... Maybe the largest generation workforce in the U.S., but they're the, also the least wealthy. That's concerning. The generation holds just 4.6% or 
or 5.19 trillion of U.S. wealth. Bloomberg reporter citing recent Federal Federal Reserve data. Boomers, however, are 10 times wealthier. Now, to a certain degree, boomers have had more time to build wealth. So they hold 53.2% and they hold 59.96 trillion of the U.S. wealth. That's also twice the 28.5 trillion of the U.S. wealth that Gen X holds. Now, the Fed defined millennials and those born between. See, again, there's a lot of ambiguity there. 1981 to 1986. So this means turning ages 24 to 39. So there could, you know, depending again, boomers are the born between 1946-64 and turning ages for, uh, 56 to 74. So now, what are we doing, millennials? <laughs> it's a, and I'm a millennial and I'm dating myself. And reading this is just telling me that we got our work cut out for us. We really do. And as millennials, we got to do better because Gen Z is relying on us. And if we're not putting ourselves in position to build this generational wealth and leave it for the next generation, how is that going to happen if we are lagging behind? And considering the fact is if once some of us is probably going to be turning, hitting the age 40 here real soon, depending on where you at in the ladder age of that generation and if we are struggling like this what is that what does that entail so i just wanted to share this episode today and when you get a check please help a brother out by leaving a review for the podcast share the content if you enjoy it subscribe to the podcast i'm going to make it my best effort to get back to recording consistently again. If you're listening to this podcast, hit me up at amir.estimo at thankgenwealth.com. I would love to hear what you guys would like to hear on the podcast. I know again, I'm I know I'm just I'm I'm just an everyday person just like you guys. And I'm just saying you can do this. You can you can do this podcasting. If it's something you really enjoy, take the time and do it because we never know when it's that time. Because one thing we all have in common, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, this, that, we all got an expiration date. So do we want to use the time that we have on this planet and not make the best use of it? So if you want, if you want to start something, go and do it. Don't wait. Go ahead and do it. Okay, I would love to hear any ideas of what you guys would like to hear in the podcast that can help me tailor the content and actually niche it to where it would help would bring also the consistency. But until then, talk to you guys next week. Much love to you guys. See you guys.